Hey y'all, it's J and K, also known as Jess and Karina, or just K, from the Baby AF Podcast. We're here to spread confidence like confetti and give you tools to be babies fuck. Join us for an hour or less of guaranteed comedy, often empowerment, and some random ass crying, giggles, and snorts. Also, if you're wondering why the hell you're here, just grab a seat, buckle up babes, cause here we go. <laughs> okay, so no formal um announcement today. Do we have any housekeeping, Karina? No housekeeping. Let's we don't really know how to do an intro or a closure. Y'all already know. Um, we're with Nurse Stephanie today. <laughs> um, great friend in real life and the pod. So, um, we're going to be talking about tampons and pap smears and vaginas today. Who is fucking excited? That was not a fart. <laughs> was that your vagina talk? No! <laughs> your vagina is Wayfair excited. stool. <laughs> it's the children talking. <laughs> Sounds like a quiz. All right. <laughs> it's creeping normal. It's okay. <laughs> okay, first question, Steph. How does the happened what is it real is i mean we all know it's real because the barstool just told us it was so (laughs) for sure i mean any hole in your body can trap air (laughs) that's a great point i just hope we can get through this episode (laughs) we have not had any alcohol bt dubs but oh stephanie has okay like after sex something big it's in a hole and then you pull it out and extra air right well and i think i think some women can actually like do that on purpose that's what i was gonna ask i've seen people suck the air well i've heard of people that can do it on command yeah and like make it extra advantageous i don't know I'm just that person, like, when you get done having sex, and it's, like, really good sex, and you, like, run to the bathroom, and you're trying to be quiet, and you're running, and it's, like, like, (laughs) yeah, it's like an old lady fart out of your vagina. God love you. Well, I think it's positional, too. I mean, I think certain positions put more air in there than others. Um, (laughs) well, this is, like, way weird, too. Um, obviously, I have stomach problems. But I noticed that I was doing it a little bit like when I was going to the bathroom, like number two, but I was like pushing to go poop. That sounds really weird, but no, and then I'm Karina like, was pooping, you guys. Did you guys know that, that Karina poops? I mean, I was like, push oh, when you poop. Yeah. So it was yeah. like poop and then and I didn't even, it was just weird. That's so weird. Are they connected? Well, this is, I no, but like, it's, it's still that, it's still that pressure. It's in the same area. That's also like like during your period when you have to poop and you can push out like a clot or you push out extra, you know, vaginal secretions when you're pooping. So there's a whole lot of cleaning that has to happen after pooping. It's not just your butthole. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, for sure. Front to back. I had a bidet. I have one. Oh, bidets are amazing. Yeah, for sure. You can get them on Amazon. Our buddy Rich sent us one as a gift. I'll put that on me. Karina's yeah. <laughs> obviously taking notes. You guys already know. Yeah, a bidet well, is know. the. I have not used mine yet. Chris is a religious user of the bidet. I'm scared of it. Hello, Tyson. You're fine. What's up? We're talking. You're okay. We're talking Chris about says it all the time. Where's the boom boom box? It's in the summer fun bag in the closet in front of the laundry room. <laughs> Where's the boom boom box? It's in the summer fun bag. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Welcome to my world. I need a summer fun bed. <laughs> Not sexually related. Let's Any, be honest. We boom, boom, anyway. Boom. <laughs> I, have, I have a summer fun bag. It's ready to go at any moment if you're going to have fun during the summer. Oh, okay. <laughs> it also says boom, boom it's a um, portable like speaker, friends. For those of you that can't see what the fuck we're doing, um, that's what the boom boom box is in the summer fun bag. Okay. I'm going to make you a t-shirt. <laughs> I am a t-shirt. I know. Okay, nice. um, from one awkward conversation to another, here we go. Queefing is done. <laughs> Check. Queefing is done. Check the queefing off. So, 
We want to talk about packs. Sure. Talk about. I think we should. We're going to talk about packs. We're going to talk about tampons, and we're talking about having a vagina. How old were you when you got your first pap smear? Ooh. Well, sixteen. Were you already sexually active? I didn't have sex. I was nineteen. But because my mom was prone to like breast um, fibromas masses, I I've been having I've been having them forever. As soon as I went to the doctor to get birth control and had my period, my I've first one. always had them. I think I was sixteen or something. I think it's crazy for women that don't like. For me, it's just like riding a bike or like it's part of the body that you take care of, right? So, like, why would you wait so long? It's like when people talk to me about thyroid issues. I'm like, have you had an ultrasound? They're like, no. I'm like, why? Why do you not want to see what's going on in there? Or, like, have that situation. What is the best age, or what is the age you recommend for somebody to get their first pap smear? Um, As soon as they've um, crossed over into puberty. As soon as you start having periods, you should be getting... You should be going, you should no longer be going to your pediatrician. You should start having that relationship with a gynecologist. So is there a different type of pap smear? Let's say I didn't start my period till I think I was 15 or 16, but there's girls that are starting a period at 9, 10, 11, 12. Mm -hmm. Like, is there a different type of pap smear for a 9, 10, 11, 12 year old? There is. So a lot of times, um, especially at that young of age, because I have clients that are that young that have started their period and the doctors will only do like external. Um, They might do ultrasound, you know, Mm -hmm. if there's any pain, just to check for like fibroids and things like that. But a lot of times doctors are not going to do penetration, you know, as far as like the whole pap smear and the speculum until like a certain age, 15, 16. So once you become sexually active, do they recommend you start doing like your regular pap smear? Absolutely. Hmm. Just because STDs. And you only can tell an STD through a penetrated pap smear? Oh. Is that the right word? No? Yeah. No, not necessarily. You can do STD testing. Depends on what it is through blood work or just a culture, just a swab. So can you tell me the difference? Because I don't know if it's just the generational lingo, but like when I grew up, it was STD, right? It was a disease. Mm. Now, has it transformed a little bit to where it's now called an STI, like an infection? Because I feel like HPV and gonorrhea and chlamydia are all fucking some type of a disease and not necessarily an infection. Is that true? Why do you think that that's changed or is it just looking at different aspects of that? Because some things are more treatable now than they were when... Right, and I think language changes. So um, a sexually transmitted disease is going to be more like your HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, something you can't get rid of. So anything okay. that can be treated with an antibiotic is an infection. It's not sense. something you carry forever and ever. So like, for instance, HPV, mm-hmm. you can shed that eventually, right? It's a virus. It's a right? virus. So one of the things about HPV, and, and there's a lot of science about it, and I actually just got to talk to my sister recently Um, so the HPV is going to be a cancer marker. Mm -hmm. So if you go get tested and you've got HPV and you've got number this, 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 and this, um, they're like, you're okay. You're not at risk for cervical cancer. But if you've got this number, this number, this number, you're at risk for cervical cancer. And we know that. Okay. So one of the recent things that just came up, um, in literature last year or last week that I was reading was um, about esophageal cancer in men. Mm-hmm. And, My uncle had that. And how that they have now figured out the HPV marker for that. So is esophageal cancer marked by HPV? They are thinking eventually all cancers are going to be marked by HPV. Shut the that front door. It is the marker for wow. cancer. So, because of its mutation, essentially, into like... It's it's more like um, seeing the tissue and going, it has a flag. It has this flag. And we're figuring out that these flags are HPV. And it's HPV, this number, this number, this number. Is that because a lot of people who have HPV never know? Like, it goes untreated for so long and it sits there for so, like... Because I know, like, some infections and 
things like that, they sit there because people don't go to the doctor. They don't mm-hmm. get them tested. So it just kind of sits there stagnant. And then yeah. when you go to get tested for cancer or you go and get tested for things, they're like, oh, you have this. Is it because it's I think it they're states? testing the cancer for HPV and figuring out what number You're on the spectrum. HPV spectrum is on that cancer. Wow. So it was last year, I think, my sister had talked to me because my nephew was at the age to get the HPV vaccine. Mm-hmm. And she was like, does he need to get it? Like, you know, this is something that's because in her mind, HPV is cervical cancer. Yeah. You know, and that's and, she, and I was like, OK, right now with the science that we have, at least if he got HPV, you know, the vaccine, he wouldn't give it to somebody. Mm-hmm. And now that they're figuring out that the male esophageal cancer has an HPV marker, is that vaccine then protecting him also? And is this just a really great, mm-hmm. almost, you know, I mean, there's a lot of science in there that I don't know and don't understand. But I see them talking about, you know, this vaccine and working on a cancer vaccine. And it's just all kind of swimming in the same pool, mm-hmm. you know. So hmm. there's a lot to learn there still. I mean, every year they're figuring out more and more about HPV. Um, it's it's exciting stuff. So as someone because that's previously was... had the HPV, so when Chris and I first got married, I was tested positive for it, but I'd had it previously and had gotten all the snips and scopes and all that shit mm-hmm. that they do when they dig in your vagina. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... If it doesn't show up on a pap smear, does that mean it's no longer active in your body? Because I've had clean pap smears for eight years. Not necessarily. Oh. Because it could be stagnant, like, right? Well, you've also got to go, which tissue is it in? Because Mm -hmm. they're not scraping your entire cervix. Yeah. They're just taking a pinch. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um... So, and I honestly, I don't know enough about HPV That's fine. to say that I... We've learned enough already. Because, like, when you were younger, like, 16, 17... Yeah. I mean, you're a few years older than me, because it was just being brought to light when I was, like, in my late teens, like, 16, yeah, me 17. Too. It wasn't... They did not have enough information on it. I didn't know about it until college. Because I, I truly still feel like that was part of my endometriosis whole problem issue, because I feel like I had it. But nobody knew how to treat it or mm-hmm. test it or find it or whatever. Because know what it, was, it looked like. or Yeah, it was still in the... Or tag it. Yeah. yeah. It was Everybody just... Did. Like when HPV came out, it was just HPV. And then they figured out, oh, there's different types. And they're still figuring out that there's different types. So When I got it, it was just one. Yeah. One and only. <laughs> when I had a friend that um, stubbed his toe outside... And ended up getting an infection, went to the doctor, and they told him he had HPV in his toe. Yeah. And he was I like, have a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend about? that. And they're like, had... yeah, it's in the environment. Yeah. You just cut your toe in the right place, and it was there, wow. and you have HPV in your toe. And he got antibiotics, and... Well, it's like when I was a baby, I got a yeast infection from a bubble bath, and everyone's like, well, who is she? What? My mom's like, she's freaking two. Two years old. And I know a girl who's only had sex with one person her whole entire life and got it before she even... Did that. So, like, I, that's oh, interesting can, that it's, like, you, environmentally. You can get a yeast infection just from, yeah. I mean, a lot of things. Well, yeah, for sure. So, sugar, probably your bubble bath was scented and had sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And that sugar just got in your folds and just grew. Mm. Sugar huh. grows. In more places. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Huh. We're learning a lot today, fam. Okay, so tell us the pap smear story. Yeah. Okay. So when I grew up, excuse me. I okay, Steph. Tell the people how old you are. We're not. Okay. Sorry, sorry. Forty-seven. Okay. And she looks like she's a day over (laughs) thirty-two. I don't have any makeup on right now. We have no makeup on Sundays. Okay. So um, I'm forty-seven. My mom grew up in Lower Southern Alabama. So not well-educated. Her mother was not well-educated. So by the time my mom had a kid, she didn't know how to have a kid. Um, Never talked to me about women's health, ever. Like, I think I was a couple years away from getting my period, and she came in one night and gave me a book that she checked out of the library. (laughs) 
for me to read and figure it out on my own. It's interesting that, that there are some women that are like that as mothers because they have periods. But it's, but it's like, being so uncomfortable. So she yes. and her mom never talked about it's like your uncomfortability of that. Vaginas yeah. or, you know, so, um, yeah. So she was just like, you like to read. Here's a book. You figure it out. <laughs> and then, you know, like growing up, like I, you know, started my period, was never allowed to have tampons because that was like, you could, couldn't be a virgin if you used a tampon. Yeah. You know, it was just crazy. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Alabama, friends. Yeah. Well, and it's it's just this fear of the unknown, yeah. which is why we need to talk about it. Absolutely. You know, it's not this magical thing between our legs. It's a vagina. It has processes. It does all these different things. Yeah. So my first pap smear was I joined the Coast Guard at eighteen, I think. And never had it done, and it was part of the physical. And so I get in there, and they're like, and I'm like, you want me to do what? <laughs> and put my put my legs. What, what is happening? What sort of what did what cult did I join? <laughs> what is happening? Oh no! So so much. so so like they do the internal exam. You know, he puts his hand and fingers in. He's pressing on my stomach. Really rough. And I'm like, this is terrible. I don't like this at all. And then he's like, okay, I just need you to relax. And it's always scoot your bottom forward. We're scoot never, cl- we're forward. never at the end of that table, y'all. Scoot never are we ever. Bottom forward. And I just thought that was just the weirdest, grossest thing. Like, why don't you just grab? Like, why don't you just tell me you're gonna grab my legs and pull me where you need why me to be? Say relax. Like, you are holding my vagina by two fingers. Please. Yeah, and my it. and my butt and and everything. Like, I'm afraid I'm gonna fart on you, whether out of my vagina or my butt. So, yeah. like, no, I don't. Like, why haven't they? And it's the whole <clears> thing with women's health. I mean, why don't they have exam tables where you sit on it and they just pull you to them? Yes. Why haven't they, you know, why don't they make it Or like a, like a two-part table yes. to where you put your butt here yeah. and it's angled to where they can just push a lever and slide. Maybe we need to fucking build a table. I'm telling you, they just don't put any money into making things better for women. Well, and also I was talking to a coworker who knows all the things about all the things. He's just that guy that knows all the random knowledge. And I was talking about the, the current vaccine in the world that we or everyone's speaking about, not the HPV one. But, like, they don't test vaccines on women. Right. That majority of the test subjects are men or mice. Yeah, and medications as well. Yeah, same for medications. I'm like, that's... Women are on more medications than most men will ever be in their entire life because we go check things out. Yeah. Hmm. So, no, so, so strange. So, I'm like, at the... <clears throat> you know, I'm completely exposed at the end of the table... They don't tell me what's happening. I have no idea. So, number one, I'm freaking out. I'm scared. I'm young. I have a much tighter vagina at the time. And <laughs> also, too, no, not to be sexist about doctors who look at vaginas, but, like, it's a man. Yeah. And you're 18, and whether it be you've been with men or women or whoever before, and like... And it's military, so it is in and out. They are just, And they are like, not, like, not... Not they, gonna say nice. It's just a formality. But they're not walking you through it. It yes. is not the comforting. No bedside manner. Exactly. It is just mm. a process. So um, he like sticks the speculum in, and I guess he like did something else, and I just shot that shit across the room. <laughs> like it just went. I just remember like feeling it. It was really uncomfortable. My muscles tensed up. And then it wasn't there, and I heard clink. Your vagina shot the speculum across the room. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how far. That's a powerful it just, vagina. It was just fear. It was muscle clenching. It was, I was just like, this is awful. It's cold. I don't, like, mm-mm. Like, absolutely not easy. So then he was like, um, he like told the nurse or uh, whoever was in there with him, um, to get the geriatric speculum. Wait, there's more than one speculum? Yeah. The so geriatric, they, that's like old lady? Yes, because <laughs> it's evidently smaller. If you have never <laughs> gone to the doctor to get a pap smear or an exam, get a ask for the geriatric speculum, like friends. Yeah. Karina's literally taking a note right now. 
Yeah, now th this is like mid nineties, so. Um, Ask for the old lady lever, okay? But they have different speculums. Like, available for you to use, not you to use, but like for them to use on you? To choose from. It but they always choose. Just, they the, always just choose the biggest one. Why? And. Like, why? And I really. I got that, so many clinics. Like, there are still clinics that are using the metal speculums. Mine does. So, if you go to a different doctor, they have um, they have disposable speculums. Wait, what? That have lights. So it is a plastic speculum that clicks open, <laughs> and like it has lights inside the plastic, so the whole inside of you. It's like up. a rave, so they can see everything. I mean, we know it's party time in and there. Not a guess. rave in your vagina. Party time, excellent. That's so awesome. So did you push out the... The metal. Did you push out the geriatric? No, I didn't. No, because, praise, praise because, me. Because that, that, then the nurse came over and she was just like focused on me and she was like, I just need you to relax. Just relax, mm -hmm. relax, relax. It'll be done in just a second. And Thanks, nurse. Yeah. But then it's like this Q-tip. Touching something I can't even touch with my own fingers. Y'all thought that that COVID Q-tip was bad. Yeah. <laughs> try. Try a fucking vaginal one, okay? Or when they go and do the scoop. I like, hate the scoop. Mm. I hate the scoop and the scrape. It's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> Zero out of ten recommend, okay, friends? There's a whole pinching process it on hurts. something that you don't normally feel. So no. did you feel violated totally after you were done? I just felt like I had been through the weirdest trip. Like, like where am I? Not what like a vacation trip, but like mushrooms. Yes. It was so surreal. And then for, for years after that, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. Fuck that. that. Yeah. Not doing that. And I'm like, there are so many young women who have like a really bad um, experience. And, and anxiety around it, I'm and, sure. And that's why they don't go back. Until something's wrong. Mm -hmm. But you don't, in your vagina, unless it's like changing shape, color, smell, it's kind of like a mole. <laughs> like, you don't really ever know there's anything wrong going down there. Yeah. Like, it's not like when you're a man and you it's all exterior, you know? Like, unfortunately, until something is really awry, you don't really know. Yeah. And it's just so invasive. I mean, there is, besides, like, a rectal exam. Those are know, weird, too. Which is weird, Let's but it's, it's, still, <laughs> it's still just a finger. You're not getting cracked open. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not well, a pistachio, y'all. Well. Unless you're Karina. Okay. I mean, colonoscopies, you know. Karina had one last week. Yeah. Um, I, like, the first pap smear I ever had, I cried for an hour. Because I didn't know what to expect. Like, I didn't know. And I had already started having issues. And then after I had Endo my... Endometriosis issue? We didn't know what it was she, she, because she. I was only 17. Mm. Yeah. So, when you're 17 too, no one's really going to... I mean, yes, I'm bleeding like a stuffed pig, but you're 17. And then I wouldn't have a period for three months. Not because I was having sex. I was an athlete. I was this. I was changed. My body was changing. So, everything was different. Um, but I didn't start having problems until after I started getting diagnosed with endometriosis. Like, so what is violated, that? Feeling like, because I, I had one doctor who was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing anything. You're too young to be tested for this. I'm not doing. Which is crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I just don't feel like people, but then I went to a male doctor and I swore I would never go to a male doctor because I, I was like, they're going to treat me bad. They're going to treat me different ways. Sorry, we love all doctors, um, okay? But he was like, right if thing. this is what you want and this is how you feel and this is what's going on, here's your results right here. It's not good. If this is what you choose at 21, let's do it. And then after that, it's just been... But and Women doctors, to me, for me, my opinion, I've had one woman doctor that is... She's... I'm all looking at your vagina. Karina's swimming in our vagina right now. <laughs> I mean, she's like, okay, I'm going to touch you here. I'm going to move this. I'm going to... And yes. everything she's doing, she's walking me through it. Okay, let's calm down. She even held my hand one time. And I'm 30, 
three years old at the time, holding my hand, talking to me about it because there were things going on that I didn't know what was going on and I legitimately had questions. Whereas you go in for, and I'm, you know, I'm just using this as an example, you go in and, oh, are you sexually active? Okay, you have an STD, here's your medicine, don't do this, and you know, like yeah. very, like just brash. It's, manner it's, and it's almost it. like the doctors who specialize in women's health don't want to talk about women's mm-hmm. health. I think. Do you think it's because they're so desensitized to having to talk about it all the time? Because like when I and to kind of piggyback off your doctor experience, Karina, I um, recently post thyroid cancer. I've had. We don't really say this much but zero to five libido right so the last time I went to the doctor I was like I have an issue like I have this is no indication of my relationship like but no desire to have sex like and I literally was like this poor girl came in for her like I'm here to help the doctor today it's her first day and I'm literally 40 years old bawling on the table and she's like well if your endocrinologist thinks that your levels are fine and then I don't know what your issue might be but but we can come back later and assess it and I'm like I, I don't need you to give me more blood work I need you to give me a solution she's like well try uh this maca powder and see how that works. That seems to be doing well for some people. I'm like, I want you to tell me that because of my thyroid history, this is something that happens pretty frequently with people that are post-thyroid cancer or have Hashimoto's or hypo or hypothyroidism because it literally is the first fucking thing on the list if you were to ever Google that stuff. So why, as a woman dealing with vaginal health, do you not know that those things are immediately tied to each other and already have a solution when I'm telling you that this is my issue. And then she gets in the fact, well, are you sure you don't want children? We've talked about this before. I think that it's, and I'm like, it's so fuck. hard to find a doctor that you can trust. I say trust. But it takes so much work to find a mm-hmm. fucking doctor. Yes. But I think you have to. You have to. You have Absolutely. to shop around. Yeah. And sometimes, unfortunately, you have to be willing to drive to another town. Yeah. I've come to San Marcos, and be, but because I am considered high risk and all my doctors are specialists, um, I can't. But I come to my regular nurse practitioner, and she will prescribe my hormones if I want to get on hormones. And she'll, she will do everything except give me an exam. Mm. So she will listen to me. She will talk to me. She will go over everything because that's how I am. Yeah. And I have opposite effect on medication. Like everything is opposite for me. So my libido is zero to five. Like I feel bad. Yeah. I feel awful about it. But at the same time, when I got on hormones the last time, I got a yeast infection every week because they were so strong for me. And I was on the lowest dose. Like I can't find something for my body. So I just don't take them right now because I can't, I don't have a doctor that's really going to listen. Let's try this. Oh, it's not working. Let's try this. Like, yeah. you have all of these things going on, and I think that it's just hard sometimes. And yeah. are they looking at estrogen levels and testosterone levels? And Well, know, she didn't even, before I left the table, she was not even giving us... She's like, oh, well, here's a list of therapists. Mm-hmm. Let's try that first. Really? Why does my inability to have a sex drive automatically believe that I need to go to therapy? Yeah. Like... And not until you've ruled out everything physical with there has been there have been no on. like and especially as a gynecologist that knows i have these thyroid issues mm-hmm. there and maybe this is something that we need to bring to light is like hey are you experiencing this that, and the other hashi hypo hyper what are these cool indicators that might help you with these specific things that are happening because your thyroid is fucked up like why is it so difficult for you to instantly want me to go to a therapist, but not, hey, let me draw a vial of blood for you. I have an extra 10 minutes and I can look over it. Yeah, but a man goes and to then, the doctor and says, I have a low sex drive. And they get fucking and, whatever they want. And they're automatically testing testosterone mm-hmm. and they're prescribing testosterone and they're prescribing little blue pills and anything under the sun to keep a man's sex drive. But nobody gives a shit about women's mm-hmm. sex drive. I have a girlfriend that, um, y'all may have seen me post about her, but um, she helped develop the Addy, like the pink mm-hmm. pill for women. She was one of the first people, like, 
on all the new stations, like, it helped her have her third kid. Like, I've looked into it too, but it was also in the middle of, like, I am recovering from thyroid cancer. Like, am I allowed to do that? Like, even, like, with companies that have the balanced products, right, that balance that stuff. Like, am I, is it going to fuck up my level of thyroxin? Like, is it going to be better for my thyroid? Is it not? So, like, all that shit is tied together, and Mm -hmm. it's so fucked up that, like, there's not an immediate go-to. And I'm not saying that everyone is going to be treated the same or should be treated the same because everyone is different. But, like, it's just interesting that there's not, like, oh, this is what's happening to you. Let's try this, this, this. But instead, go talk to someone else That's instead of, like, taking I'm... one step further for care to right. to be able to and work, I, and I give that option. And I think, like, when we, when we start looking for gynecologists, they're always so tied to OB. Yeah. Which Absolutely. For a woman who has never wanted to have a child, same. it's always been weird to me that I'm in the same group, you know. I'm in a waiting room with doctor. 20 people that are fucking pregnant. Yeah. God bless your children. They are adorable yes. human beings. Absolutely. Love them. Steph and I will snuggle them and send them home. But there's a whole other side there's to a whole other. Health. Absolutely. And I feel a lot of times that that is just put to the side. You're having babies. You're a woman. If you can't have babies, we'll make sure you don't have cancer and we'll send you on your way. Or if you don't want them, stop asking me mm-hmm. in my appointment if if I still want them. If I'm the type of person, I know not everyone is like this, but if someone, if I'm going to have one, I'm going to walk in and be like, I'm about to have my ass and put a baby in this bitch. Like, but... But if I've told you as a decision that I've been going to you for the past 13 years I've been in Austin, that's probably not something that's going to change on it, on a six-month visit. It wasn't until I reached uh, 42, 43 that they listened to me about that. Because I've been saying it since I was 18. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely don't want to have children. I yeah. know I don't. It was not, like not anything I've ever... like. Didn't play yeah. that as a kid. I didn't have yeah. that maternal. I never had Same. that. And I was like, cool. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do anything drastic, but, you know, I'll wait until I'm, you know, 25, 30, you know, life changes. You never know. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I'm. I'm still feeling the same way about yeah. this. I knew it fucking 24. Every single doctor that I went to was like, okay, well, I mean, we can pull you off this depot shot or we can take this IUD out anytime that you want to have a kid. I've been coming to you for five years and telling you the same thing. Yeah. Like, I need you to get on... Start fucking listening, please. I need you to get on my page. Yeah. Like, stop assuming that every woman wants to have a child. So, it's it's really hard. women get so content. Like, okay, we're just going to let these people talk to us. We're just going to let them. And they don't stand up. There's people who don't stand up for themselves. Probably 80% of the population. Recently, like, I feel... Like, you have to keep talking. You have to keep researching. You have to go test different people until you find somebody to listen to you. It ha- gynecologist, health-wise, whatever. You know that your body does not feel good, and you have doctors that are trying to give you medicine, that are trying to tell you, no, you're fine. No, I know something is wrong with my body. Yeah. So until you find somebody that listens, like, don't stop until you find somebody that listens. So we need Absolutely. Karina's nurse practitioner, and we need to start our own just gynecological <laughs> clinic, huh? Is that what well, we're talking about? I mean, there's a, there's a really great <laughs> No one. offense. And it's, but it's, you need to look for a women's health clinic, yes. mm-hmm. not a GYN or OBGYN. Yeah. You need to look for a women's health clinic that does everything. And when I switch, like for my gynecologist, it, it's a practice. So it's, you know, GYN, it's OBGYN, it's babies, but it's in, they have specialists just for infertility, just for this, mm-hmm. just for that. So the woman who told me, I'm not going to do this procedure on you because you're 21 years old. I don't care if you're bleeding and anemic and dying. Like, I switched to a a male doctor who doesn't deliver babies, who specializes in endometriosis, who specialized in not necessarily... He only specialized in basically women's diseases of their vagina because it's not just endo, it's cancer, it's... All kinds of stuff. Yeah. And all there's so much stuff. And that was his specialty. That is what he did. Yeah. And I'm so glad that... And my mom, he delivered <clears> my <throat> youngest brother. Or he assisted in there because the nurse was out. I don't know, whatever. But and my mom doesn't like him because... I don't want to say he doesn't have bedside manner. But he's going to tell you just like it is. And yeah. I liked it. Like, 
this yeah. is what's going on. This is how it's going to Because he can kind of make the decision for you or give you the option. I wasn't right? married at the time. I don't need you to soft sell it for me. Mm-hmm. I need you to yeah. tell me what's going on. And he on. told me, if you want to have kids, you have six months. You need to figure out if you do. One way or another, you come back and tell me in six months. If you don't, then we'll move on. It wasn't a like, are you sure you don't want to have kids? Are you, right. you're not married? Like, you don't need to be having children. It wasn't any of that. He never made me feel bad. Like, you want to have kids? Go find somebody to knock you up and we'll make it happen. You know, whatever it was, yeah. he, he just kind of laid it out. And I loved that because it wasn't like, you're 21, you're not married, you shouldn't have any more children, you're going to die. Like, it was all of the options. So do you think that your endometriosis, endo, wowza, kind of connected to your your current Crohn's and UC problems? Do you think that's all the same? Like, I think they all sense? kind of go together at one point, but I've had, I had a hysterectomy 11 years ago. So I don't think that all that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's I, a I don't completely, know, completely different body system. If it was um, still. Active. Hashtag not connected. <laughs> you don't want so, those to be connected. Not exactly true. <laughs> All right, let's go over what are the most common vag, is vag like a cool word still? Like, do we say vag or we just say like... So we have vag, I got a peelberry back. Um, Vag misconceptions that people have. Well, I think um, one of the things that bothers me so much in the news is... um, these these myths you know like a woman can't get pregnant uh while she's being raped because her vagina shuts down or she can control i've never like i've never heard that that's oh there are politicians who are deciding laws that govern women's bodies that have said that so that you can't get pregnant if you're getting raped yes but then people but are if having you, children but if you, because... but if you do it's because you wanted it the, yeah you know um there's all these myths and i think it's because men can semi-control their penises you know what i mean they can think about things and make their mm. penis hard they can think about things and make their penis soft right so they think somehow women have the, the same, same control over that sex organ in our body and it's just not true mm. you know oh that my blood's like flowing now yeah it's it's an absolutely ridiculous thing to hear a man say that. Um, <clears throat> so I think the more we talk about it, because I'm like, well, surely he grew up in a in a family <coughs> that women didn't talk to him about their bodies and didn't talk to him about you know what was going on. So of course he has this very bad misconception of what the vagina is and how it works. And the more we talk about it, the more we make it normal, the more we can get people like that to understand that, yeah, no, a woman cannot shut down her uterus to not get pregnant while she's being raped. Mm. Oh, I, I'm, I stepped in in the middle of that. So that was interesting. What did you ask? I'll, I'll re-listen. <laughs> she was asking me about common misconceptions about the vagina. Uh-huh. And I was telling her the one right now that makes me so mad is, um, you know, the, the politicians who are making laws about rape and women's bodies and saying that, you know, a woman can't get pregnant while she's being raped because she can shut her. There's not a fucking compartment in there, you guys. Like, it's not like a trap door. Yeah. Mm. Huh. There's just so much weird magical thinking about the vagina. And not like in a cool like not in a I'm cool way. Mickey not Mouse like, Wizard of Disney World. Out of there. There's so much um, like an elusive mysterious yes. like situation where like a man can walk God love all of you. Maybe. But like a man can literally walk around with his dick out and women are like oh my god. Why? Why the sexual uh, fantasy utilization of of that versus like it's an like our vaginas are a fucking anomaly yeah and mm-hmm. i think it's just weird that there's <clears throat> also women who think that they need to put things in their vagina that don't belong there. oh please oh, stop <laughs> please stop What's please, the weirdest please one? Please don't put crystals in there please don't like how do you it. feel about the yoni the yoni the stone. Have you heard about that thing? Is that the... Is that the It's weird, like the crystal stone thing. Is that the celebrity, what's her name? 
Paltrow, is it Paltrow? Yes. Gwyneth Paltrow. Has the, all that yeah. weird shit about yeah. the vagina. And you put uh-huh. it in your vagina? It's like supposed to give you a power. It's like a, it's called a yoni stone. It's like Y-O-N-N-I or something. I think I'm saying that right. All um, of her you stuff put it is in, crap. You I'm put sorry, it in. It's all crap. Please don't put things in your vagina. Your vagina is self-cleansing. Yeah, unless that's why you have, have a period. In, unless you have an infection. But it's also why you have secretions. Mm-hmm. Without your period, you still have secretions that are constantly cleansing your vagina. It sweats. So if you have, like, foul odor or if you have, like, um, like a yellow <clears throat> substance coming out or really viscous, you know, go see your doctor because you probably have an infection. Yeah. Do not... Cleanse it out. Do not o- do not OTC it. Yes. Go see a GYN. OTC over the counter. Yes. Okay. Oh. I was like OTC. <laughs> I was I gonna I tell you guys, but I was like, I don't know what you're talking. I will tell you the only thing that I can say that that is okay to put in your vagina is they have Kegel balls. Girl, we might need some Kegel balls. So Kegels are, you know, strengthening. Exercise. Yes. Uh-huh. I do them when so, I brush my teeth. And so they do have, During like, right now. Small, <laughs> small metal balls that you can hold in your vagina. You know, oh, and like someone, a strength training. Yes. Situation. And so some women will do that before they get in the shower, and they'll hold it in the entire time they're taking the shower. <gasps> And then now, if that's not vaginal power, I don't know what is. And make sure you're cleaning it really well before you put it back in there. But um, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool to help strengthen the wall of the vagina, which helps with women who have um, you know bladder leakage. They you know they pee when they laugh. Yeah. Or it helps strengthen hmm. you know kind of abs. Too. It probably helps strengthen your abs too, you guys. Yeah. The only thing with Kegels is like you really need to look at how to do them correctly because most women think they know how to do them, right? So if you're clenching your butt, yes, you're not doing it right. I just clenched my butt. Yeah. So it should be. <laughs> my butt just clenches by itself. It should be. No, I think I'm doing it right. Only like if you concentrate and you're not clenching your butt at all, it's just the vagina. There's a lot of silent vaginal clenching going on. (laughs) And you're moving your mouth to your I stick my tongue out a little bit for some weird reason. You were concentrating. I was. I mean, that's funny. Maybe we'll get someone to sponsor us with Kegel balls after this episode. Please send us some Kegel balls. Please. (laughs) Also, if you know a doctor that will listen to you. Send those our way, too. If you are a doctor that listens correctly to your patients, we would love to have you. I think Stephanie went pee. Maybe this is where we're going to split our episode. <laughs> Hold on. I can pause it, I think. No, it'll make me stop it. Nope, we won't pause. But that's some good info. How are you guys liking it so far? This is yes. so... Like, I mean, you can't have an empowerment podcast without talking about vaginal power. I am so amazed by the old uh, plastic speculums, the geriatric speculums thus far. I need a Kegel ball. I'm <laughs> glad we're all doing okay. Y'all doing okay over there? This is a pretty risque episode. Steph is back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have Kegel balls. So... Secretions are normal. Mm-hmm. Cleaning your vagina is self-cleaning. Yes. What is, like, odor? It's, I mean, obviously we know what odor is, but, like, what is a normal odor? What is a not, like, your vagina is supposed to smell a little bit. Like, your vagina is supposed to smell. It is a hot, moist place. <laughs> Y'all is, know I hate that word. There is no way possible <laughs> that it cannot have a smell. You know? It's like I mean, the armpit in between your legs. But even worse, because your arm doesn't have secretions. You your know, arm can be aired out pretty well. And you can air it out. Yeah. You can't, can't really walk around. Air out. <laughs> you know, I think it, it has to do with... Um, an infection can make it smell. An infection can make it smell, for Sex sure. Sex makes it but smell. Yes. Um, a difference in your diet can make it smell. Difference. Is that true? Yeah. Like when you men have been told... to. Drink pineapple juice during activity. Is that the same? Does that happen with women too? Um, you know what I'm talking about? I think that... <laughs> okay. So if I eat a lot of curry. Yep. Like if I eat curry, you know, for day in, day out. 
I can smell it like in my skin. Like when you attend the cabbage diet and yes. you like and you okay, can smell, smell it, it in your skin. Okay. Of course you're gonna smell it in your vagina. And I think that women tend to I don't know why we, we're sensitive to our own and if we can smell ourselves, we think everyone else can smell it. Oh we? yeah. And it's like all you can smell mm-hmm. and nobody else can smell you. Yeah. And it's you know not necessarily I mean? a pheromone it's just, it's versus just, like a BO no, I situation. Think I think it's a positional thing. Your nose is right over your vagina. You're just smelling. Yeah. You know? What is that odor where you know like there's oh, something to go to the doctor? Yeah. Um, is it like when you open a bad piece of salmon and it really smells fishy? Is that kind of where we are? No. smells fishy a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No. But like that's not a, I mean, <clears throat> And you really don't smell it unless you're... I think there's a... If it's a change, mm. you know what you smell like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what you smell like clean. You know what you smell like after you've been out working out. You know what you smell like after you've been drinking. Um, know what you smell like. You know what you smell like during your period. Mm-hmm. If there's a change in the smell, if it's stronger, even though you're, you know... Doing the same thing. Doing the same thing... If you have, you know, different color secretion, maybe it's a little more yellow, it's not clear, you know. It's kind um, of like when you pee and it's a definitely different color and you then get a UTI. I think that and also, like, I get sinus infections. So, I have really bad allergies. I always, you know, have some sort of mucus floating around in my sinuses. And I can, I can tell when my mucus changes like in your nose that it may i can smell the change in my mucus and i know that i'm getting a sinus infection huh that's weird because it's like it's almost like a taste smell thing because you know it's like it's like going down the back of my throat Mm -hmm. it's very interesting me that when the, the good lord made the humans that he decided to attach the nose and the mouth and the vagina and the butthole why are they so close together well they're actually um connected ends of a tube I know, but still. It's just one long tube. I know, but still. If you get everything else away, it's just... Two tubes. Stretched it out. Long ass tube. One tube. I get it, but like... (laughs) Let me make a human, and then let me just roll it up in a ball, shove it in, and then like attach it in two different sections. But I think it's a lot about paying attention to your self-awareness. You cannot walk around and pretend you don't have a vagina. (laughs) You know, I walked true. around and pretended that I didn't have an asshole for a little bit, and that knocked me. That <laughs> <laughs> really kicked you in the ass. booty, didn't it? <laughs> All right, mm. so let's end this with five tips. Okay. Because we know we like to give tips and on tricks. How and or what you recommend to take care of your vagina? What Ooh. are like the five best things? To take care of your vagina. Steph is well versed in a lot of things. I think um, number Mm. one, making sure that when you clean your vagina that you're rinsing it really well. That the soap is not staying up in there. Okay, so I'm going to... Do you... Okay. How do you wash your vagina? Do you wash it with a washcloth? Do you wash it with a loofah? Do you wash it with your hand? What is the best way to wash your vagina? So I do loofah and hand. You, you know, open I everything think and clean. I absolutely every time. Huh. You don't? I don't really know. <laughs> so I'm like, like I, I'm very prone to UTIs just because with everything I go on goes on. Mm-hmm. So I will take my loofah or my mm-hmm. washcloth or even my hand, whatever. But I won't like get in there and like I'll wash around, I'll wash, you know it. But then I'll I have my um handheld handheld. And I kind of just get in there with the water and rinse it out. Like, am I cleaning it without soap? Like, am I cleaning and... You're rinsing it. Because I'm afraid if I get soap in there, I'm going to get a UTI. Is that a misconception? Not necessarily. I mean, you don't want to get soap. It depends on the soap. You don't want to get soap inside. Right. Right. But you definitely want to clean everything around the opening um, and the outside. Because bacteria. Like we said, mm. hot, wet, moist area. 
It's going to grow bacteria. And some women are more sensitive and have special soap that they use down there that's more pH balanced, you know. That's true. But I know um, people would put deodorant on the outside. Of oh, them. my God. Mm-hmm. What? Yes. Like, what? Yeah. Between their legs and their Oh, yeah. Socks, like, like, like right, right here. Because your to, vagina sweats so much. Yeah. Mine well, does. I and mean, it's not, it's not just your vagina, so it is the folds of your legs, but it all goes down into one area. Huh. Especially if you work out and wear workout clothes mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a lot of people, especially in the summertime, because it helps you, because some of them break out and yeah. they get like the big, you know, mm-hmm. like red bumps and so, yeah, anything you can do to keep it dry and clean. Um, and for some women, cotton underwear, because you need to let it breathe. Yeah. But, um, I would say the biggest thing after washing is making sure you air out and dry. And I know sometimes we're in a rush and, you know, you take a towel and just kind of dry off and then you put underwear on, but it's almost like if your feet were wet, you wouldn't put socks on them. Yeah. Cause you know that you're going to eventually get athlete's feet. See, and I don't wear underwear Hardly at all. Like, I hardly ever wear underwear. Jeans. Probably more these days, huh? Well, yeah. But dresses, (laughs) I'll wear underwear. But, like, when I go to bed, I'll put on, like, an oversized nightshirt Mm -hmm. and, like, oversized shorts. Not something that's tight or not. Which is good because you're airing out. I feel dirtier almost if I wear tight underwear after my shower and I'm sleeping and then I wake up and I pull them off. Yeah. Like, I feel gross. Yeah. But you wear underwear to bed, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You've turned me to the other side. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Not, I mean, probably, like, more often than not, yes. Which is fine. I mean, if you're, but if you're a hot sleeper, if you know you I'm sleep not, when you I sleep. I sleep with, like, a million blankets. Yeah. Like, I'm all perpetually cold. But you're cold, but you're also putting all of that on top of your underwear. Yeah. Why you're sleeping, so now your vagina is more hot and wet and moist. I hate that word. I'm just saying, I know. Okay, so rinsing, airing out, and drying. For sure. Number three. Making, making sure you clean. like, And making sure you clean in between your butthole and your vagina. Also, please wipe front a, to back. Well, it's, for oh, the love. Of course. Please. I always forget. Yes, please wipe front to back. For number one and number two, especially number two. Especially. That's how y'all get the weird things. I know. Like, and it's, and it, and the design again is that you have feces and a vagina hole right next to each other. Mm hmm. Like, that is the number one cause of UTIs is, you know, from the whole line. What is that? Um, it's a stomach disease or infection. C. diff. That's how you oh, get yeah. C. diff, right? No. No? Mm-mm. I thought that's how you could get C. diff. I am, um, but... C. diff is usually caused by long-term use of antibiotics, and so you've mm. killed all the normal flora in your... That's colon. how I get UTIs a lot, too, though. And I do wipe front to back all the time, but you have a chronic shitting disease. Like, you have to be careful. Like, mm-hmm. a tiny little piece can be... Oh, yeah. Espe- and when and you're on your period, too, Especially like, when women have, like, explosive diarrhea like yeah it's it's really hard to keep that area clean and you do have to be diligent about it so something that is a trend over the last couple of years is like the wipes at the toilet Mm -hmm. like i've heard how do we feel about that are they good are they bad what are they absolutely as long as you're using them like toilet paper in front to back also please don't flush them for those of you who do because they clog toilets. Them. They clog toilets in apartment complexes, okay? <laughs> Throw them in the trash can. They have flushable. I know they do, I know, but, but the even though sometimes. still messes up septic tape. That's right. <laughs> As someone in the industry, please stop flushing your wipes, okay? Throw them in the trash can. I mean, like a tampon. I mean, unless it's like super dirty. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Flush, flush the first one. Yeah. yeah. After you poop. They make biodegradable. You know, oh, you're really not supposed to flush tampons either. No, you're not. You're not supposed to flush them at all. Okay, well, let me ask you this. You go, and your tampon's full, and you know it, and you make it to the oh, toilet, and it, it slides out. Are you reaching to the toilet to nope. get that? Fuck no, I'm not. 
It's going in. Going can we, in. Can we talk about the worst feeling in the world is when you've stopped and you didn't know and you pull a dry tampon out? Oh. Can we also talk about how creeped out Karina gets by a diva cup versus a tampon and a pad? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Hates no. it. Karina hates no. it. Okay, Steph. So on that trifecta, which do you recommend? Pads, tampons, or diva cup? <laughs> this is coming from a girl who has not had a period in 12 years. Like, I can't. Mm-mm. I just recommend whatever makes Works for you. you feel comfortable. Yeah. Do not. You're such a faker. Uh-uh. Yes, and, you're and right. And you were in the shower. Can you um bring me my diva cup? No, <laughs> bitch, get it I was like, I already sanitized it for you. <laughs> uh-uh. We were on vacation, okay? I couldn't. I didn't have anyone else to help me. However, I can't sleep in it because I learned my vagina has magical powers overnight and I had to, like, I almost had a panic attack the other day because my vagina just lived around it for 12 hours and don't recommend. (laughs) I had to, like, sit, like, real weird in the bathtub. I had to pour my, I had to draw myself a bath at, like, 8 a.m. the other day. Because I was like, can't get it out when I'm in the toilet. Can't get it out in the shower. Don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I literally started, I emailed Bloody Buddy and I was like, can you help me? (laughs) She's like, what do you mean it won't come out? I was like, it won't come out. She's like, put your finger in there, push it. It'll create less suction and it will come out. I go, my whole fucking hand is in there, lady. (laughs) Like I cannot get it out. I can't get it out. It won't come out. I can't. I can't. Anyway, so I had to draw also, myself a bath. I mean, that's a good. Uh, that's a good thing, though, that you should keep <clears throat> up with what is in there to make sure that you pull it out. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like don't lose things in your vagina. God damn! Who put forgot they had a tampon? Yes. In yes. And put another one in. Uh, yes. My mom's best friend did that, and she had to go to the freaking hospital. I don't understand how you. <coughs> I don't know. Remember, I, I never had that problem because I wore like the two extra large tampon. Size, so I like knew I had some big ass shit in my badge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and, uh, I I don't I don't know. God bless these uh, women who have normal periods. It's me. Not anymore. He's doing weird things these days. It's fine. I think I'm premenopausal. Thanks, Sarah think Roseberry. There is a normal period. No, I don't think there's not has a normal period. I think periods I think in general big are nuts. Misconception. Because they, they can be influenced by so many different factors. And yeah. we just talk about it like, oh, there is a normal period. No. No, there's really not. I stopped taking birth control. I was on birth control for 12 years. It was on the dot every Wednesday anywhere between 2 and 5 p.m. Without question. Then I stopped taking the pill about 12 years ago. Then it's like it was here for... Uh, three to five days normal I've never been excessive or like had excessive cramps or anything like that and then like halfway through those 12 years of not being on birth control it likes to show up for like a day and a half right and then now in the last like mm, I'd say year maybe six months it's been like let's just fake like you're gonna have a period for like seven days then have it for five more days. So for the past maybe three to four months, I've had it for like 10, 12 days. Are you using a period tracker? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. That's and also that, how I track and, not how to have sex. That's, that's another thing. That <laughs> when to not have sex is the period tracker. I'm like, oh, ovulation window? Sorry, babe. Sorry. Cannot for the next 12 days. But but your period's only like four days. I'm like, not these days. I'm pre-menopausal, I'm sure. <laughs> He's like, oh, great. So I don't have to get a vasectomy? I'm like, no, you should still still should. You should still. You should still do that. You should still do that. Please. Love you. <laughs> you should still stay away from me. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> also, God no, love him. You guys love my husband. Me. <laughs> you guys love my husband. He's not listening to this podcast. So I'll just tell him we talked about vasectomies and vaginas all day. <laughs> God love it. God love it. Oh, man. Do we have a question? Oh, yeah. One more thing about vaginas that we need to remember. One more. Rinsing, airing out, front to back. Not all vaginas are the same. Please stop treating them that way. Yes. And also, um, I think visual inspection at least once a month. You're doing your 
you know, your breast cancer, you're doing your breast mm-hmm. check. Checking your boobs, think, check your badge. I think you should, every woman should put a mirror down there. Got one in the bottom do door. a visual inspection. And not all vaginas, well, I'm going to say not all. I think that vaginas are ugly. I think there's not one pretty vagina. I could, They change, too. Other people may have a different opinion. I don't think vaginas are pretty. I just don't. I think I, it's... I think they're just a body part. Yeah, yeah they're a fucking organ. There's no... Everybody's there's no, different. There's no pretty or not pretty. You know, like, some people have really good looking toes. Some people don't. Me. Yeah. You know? I mean, and some people may have a really nice vagina. Some um, people may go see a doctor to make their vagina look like they're 17 just, and they're 52. I just think that... I, I think describing a vagina as pretty or not is like nobody says, oh, you have really pretty armpits. Yeah. <laughs> Like, everybody it's has a little just, something different down it's there. It's just a body part. It is as different as your face is from everyone else. Yes. Yeah. And and I think women really have to realize that there is no right vagina. Right. There's no correct vagina. You know, all vaginas and are like different. And, like, you hear people say, oh, like, and I'm just saying this being very, oh, you have big lips. You have little lips. You have this. You They're have protecting this. your the, bits. Everything like it's different. Nobody's going to have like you and you are not going to have the same vagina. Thank this God we're not married to the same man. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, babes. Be sure to go like, comment, share, subscribe, and if you want, leave us a review. You can find us on all social media platforms at the Babe AF Pod. All inquiries and collabs, please feel free to email us at thebabeafpod at gmail.com. And don't you fucking forget that we love you, you're beautiful, and you're a badass. See you next week!